ESPN Central Texas. Dari Arms performance. Um, I wouldn't say of the year because she's had some good ones, but a, but an unbelievable performance against a great lineup. Um, made it stand up, and uh, we won 1-0, one, one and she gave up a one hit, and uh, we only had three, but we made them count. And uh, very, very proud of the way the girls played. It was a great day uh, for us, and uh, today was a great day for Baylor softball. It's time now for our weekly visit with Baylor softball coach Glenn Moore. Here's John Morris with Coach Moore. And back with us live from Ketterman Stadium this afternoon. Baylor softball in action tonight, 6 p.m. First pitch against Louisiana. That was Coach Moore talking about the performance by Dari Orm against Tennessee last week. Tennessee at the time number four in the nation. Dari pitched a one-hit shutout, a one-nothing Baylor win in uh, the first matchup with Tennessee. Then they played again on Friday, and Baylor said, we're just going to do it again. And they won it 8-5 to five over Tennessee on Friday. Friday. So great non-conference a couple of games there. Add in the win over Mercer and the Bears are 30 and 9 on the season. Home tonight hosting a Louisiana team that is 30 and 10. And Coach Moore joins us now from the uh, home radio booth here at Gatterman Stadium. Congratulations. What a great trip that was. Yeah, you you made that sound a little bit easier than it really was. (laughs) (laughs) I know how impressive it is. Let me tell you that. It was was, uh, It was a great uh, road trip for us to yeah. go into SEC territory and uh, a team that I think was six in RPI in the nation at the time to get two victories on the road. You know that'll be uh, that'll put you in the conversation. And to shut them down like like Dari did, especially. I mean, that's a really good offensive team in Tennessee. They really are. They're they're the full package, and um, you know they played really well this year. Uh, one of the best pitching staffs in in the country, and. Uh, you just have to really put a good game together to, to come out of there with uh, even competing with teams like that. So I was really, you know, my goals were to go up there and um, and get better and, and compete and, and, and strengthen our schedule in doing so. And, um, you know, this team has yet, as we had said, yet to put it all together. And I think, um, you know, it's hard to say when you get three hits that you put it all together. Yeah. But that's a, that's a pitcher that had a .76 ERA, so wow. teams are scoring less than one earned run yeah. per game, and uh, we were able to do enough to uh, to win the ball game in that first one, and then of course get the second one the next day. Yeah, what's that like? You get the big win, and there would be, I think, a natural uh, maybe let off. All right, we got to win, even if we split. But you came back and did it again the next day. Yeah, I think it says a lot about our team, and I think our team continues to maybe surprise itself, or maybe I'm thinking they're surprising themselves. They never approach any game like they shouldn't be in it. Uh, We're still relatively young, although we're experienced, and I've said that throughout the year. We're relatively young with one senior, but, um, you know, this team just competes. They don't really look at the team on the other side of the field. They just go out and play the game. Uh, we mentioned Dari and that cut we heard you talking about her, the win. She is the Big 12 Pitcher of the Week. I think very deserving. I don't know who could have done much better than Dari Orm did last week. Yes, and, uh, you know, she's uh, – as talking with my director of ops at lunch today, and kind of a kind of amazing story with her because she was hurt all during the offseason. We didn't know if we'd even have her at the beginning of the year. If you'd asked me what I thought, I'd have said she'd be ready to – to throw competitively about this time of the year and she just started off with a bang and 
um, started throwing well early on and has uh, continued to get better throughout the year. And we've been trying to manage her with the, the loss of Aaliyah Benford. That really hurt because they worked really well together and we were able to keep her pitch count down. We've had to uh, demand a little bit more out of our other pitchers, and Riley Crandall has really stepped it up. She got the win in the second game against mm-hmm. Tennessee, and that was huge for her, a kid that's uh, a freshman and watched these storied programs and uh, from their home and their living room, and, and now she's out pitching on that field and, uh, and gets the win. So, yeah. you know, a lot of good things are happening with this team right now. Uh, Casey West also uh, has pitched in and, and done pretty well. And then uh, – uh, What's her name? Canole. Noel yeah. is coming, starting to come around. You're starting to use her more now, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, well, we haven't put her in a game yet other okay. than at the beginning of the year. But uh, she has thrown in practice a little bit, and I think she's in a position now where we could uh, pull her out of the bullpen and throw her a little bit if we needed to. Very good. All right, so back home, and uh, how about this game against Louisiana? I mean, every game, every you know potential win is important. This is a big one at home tonight. Yeah, I don't have we don't have many cupcakes on our schedule this year, and it's, uh, as I told the team the other day, when you look at a schedule, we went down team for team and what's left and where they are in the RPI and what it can do for you, and I said, I hope that you will read into this that Coach Moore believed in you guys at the beginning of the year. I saw a possibility that this team could be great, and when you see that as a coach, you want to challenge them to the point of where they're pushed to the max so that at the end of the year, um, they're as prepared as possible for postseason. And uh, they're responding to that, John, and, and uh, obviously getting those road wins against Tennessee. You know, we felt like we had the first win against Oklahoma State. They were number two in the country, and we had that one kind of, I, I really think, taken from us. Two runs taken off the board. I'm not bitter about it. It's part of the game, right. but at, at the same time, we win that first game, and who knows what happens the rest of the, the way through, and then we go up and take two from Tennessee. So they were three at the time whenever in one poll, so I told them we've beaten the one, two, and three teams huh. in the country yeah. really realistically, and um, there's no reason this team shouldn't have confidence against anybody. But this is a good opponent tonight, uh, not just a good one, a great one, and uh, we continue to be challenged. Pretty good uh, history of this Louisiana, formerly Louisiana Lafayette program. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a it's a great environment to go down there. That's, uh, I would say, the softball is their top sport yeah. down there. And, huh. and they pack their stadium and they're, um, you know, they feed you some jambalaya after the game. That's not why I go down there, but it doesn't hurt. And, <laughs> right. Uh, so we go down there and we're in a hostile environment and uh, they're really tough to, to play against. They really prepare you for those types of environments. And then they'll come up here and bring a good crowd usually. I'll, I'll, I'll guarantee you they'll travel pretty good this, this uh, week and they'll be playing A&M next uh, tomorrow actually mm-hmm. so um, a good team that's played a great schedule and they got 30 wins out of that very tough schedule so I think they're ranked 10th in the nation in RPI that's the poll I really look at that's right. the one that matters sure. and uh, we're 19th they're they're 10 so we're underdogs again and we kind of respond well to that and hopefully we'll defend uh, Getterman Stadium you've had some uh, memorable games against Louisiana through the years Yes, starting at LSU, you know, we start we we played it uh, you know, them the very first uh, year and uh we're able to a huge crowd. I think they said in excess of 3 or 4,000 wow. people there for a softball game and and all the way up through the years that we've had kind of a tie where we'll go down there and they'll come up here and play out of out of conference. Just again, it's a great atmosphere against great uh, competition. They're a, a team that does it all really well. Softball means a lot to those people down there, and, and even in travel ball and summer ball and high school, it's just a high, high level and high expectations. And 
and uh, the kids take it serious. It's a different style of athlete down there. They're very tough, mm. um, and uh, not that all of them come from down there. They recruit nationally as well. Um, but it's going to make you better playing these types of teams. And uh, they play with a little chip on their shoulder, too, because they're kind of what may be considered a mid-major. I don't think we have mid-majors in, mm. in softball anymore. So many good programs. And, and uh, they play with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder when they play into the Power 5 schools. And, um, and they're really good, really well coached. And their fans kind of take on that attitude, don't they? They do. And I've, uh, I've seen that do. in the past, yeah. Yeah, and uh, – you know, I don't know if you know this, but Coach Robicho that passed away in baseball down there, his son is a pitching coach here at the softball, and he's a super guy, and we just have uh, developed a great relationship with him and, and Jerry Clasco and um, uh, Lacey Prejean, their, uh, their other coach, was one of my first recruits when I was at LSU. I didn't get her. I lost her to Alabama, but, uh, <laughs> but she was one of the very first uh, people that kids that I recruited. So we've got some – long-standing ties with this organization and a great deal of respect for them. Wow, really good. Great matchup tonight. Uh, really a top 20 matchup between these two, especially if you consider uh, RPI for both. Glenn Moore is with us. With your team, you know, some really big wins already this year, some really big wins recently. What, what is an area that you feel like you still need to, to continue to fine-tune? Yeah, you know, our, I think our batting average has dropped a little bit. As that happens, that's the trend this time of year as uh, video goes out and people see weaknesses in swings. You can watch uh, batting average just drop a little bit. And we're in conference now, so we're seeing more consistent uh, good pitching. Um, but I'd like to see timely hitting. I mean, I think most coaches would ask for that. I watched South Alabama play. Uh, Louisiana uh, day before yesterday and, and uh, they started out in the second inning I think South Alabama had uh, bases loaded nobody out and couldn't punch a run across I talked to their coach and she said we just can't get timely hitting right mm. now so you hear that more often than not and so I'd like to see that and uh, solidify our defense a little bit I think we have a great defense I've said that all along but we break down a little bit. Sometimes it's because we're getting to balls that maybe previous defenses didn't get to, <laughs> right. especially at the middle infield position. It's such good lateral movement. Um, just more consistency there. And I think we did that against Tennessee. We made a couple of blunders, but overall we played some really good ball behind Dari and gave her a chance to throw that one hitter. The timely hitting, uh, that was a factor of the Kansas series, the first game, especially yeah. the Kansas series. You bounced back and won the last two. But you had plenty of opportunities there. Yeah. just couldn't get that one timely hit. Yeah, you know, uh, I have kind of a different stance on that. Uh, you know, it's hard to get multiple hits off a good pitching yeah. in a row. So, you know, whenever you, you, you don't have many left on base, probably means you're not getting many on base to start with. So you got to keep getting them on base, and eventually – you're facing a pitcher that's throwing more pitches than you would want them your pitcher to throw, and you're seeing a, a different pitcher. Maybe the velocity's down a little bit, and then you can start getting your hits late in the game. But you've got to play good defense and get good pitching to that point with, uh, with, with good opponents. But I think that's the, the thing that I look at. If we're getting people on base, we're getting some good at-bats, and we're seeing her more often, and we're going to eventually get to her. Gotcha. All right, uh, beautiful weather, isn't it? And they couldn't uh, draw up a better day than today. Yeah, what a great office you have here. Just over the <laughs> no, exactly. And, and thanks for sharing your office with us. <laughs> this is going to be great. The Louisiana team is here. Do you, uh, do you look at them and think Louisiana, or do you look at them and think Louisiana Lafayette? Yeah, 
I'll get in trouble if they hear this. I know, I know. But I, I still <laughs> it's there. me leading you into but it. I tell you, I've been around it long enough to to remember when it was uh, Southwest Louisiana. Oh yeah, so, even before that. Yeah, yeah. So when I was at Northwestern State, that's uh, <laughs> that was kind of the uh, the mecca of softball back then. Yeah. That's how long they've been around before the SEC even had softball. I think a couple of SEC schools had it, but really a, a, a on campus facility when most people didn't. They had direct parks, and then they had lighting when most people had on campus facilities without lighting and then it's just evolved into now they have a super nice facility yeah. down there and we have a super nice facility here so um i think of uh i, I try to think of them as louisiana out of respect yeah. for them because that's what they want to be called yeah same here I'll, I'll try not to slip uh tonight uh i was looking at the the headline on their notes one of them is six women's college world series appearances and seven ncaa super regionals and i said i can almost guarantee all seven of those were at home because yeah. they have such a great atmosphere and just historically they end up playing a lot of games at home in the postseason Yes, and again, they're tough to beat down there. And we've been to one of their regionals and uh, didn't come out of it either. So I uh, thought we played well but didn't come out of it. So they have a, a kind of their, uh, what would you call it, a 10th or 11th man down yeah. there with that crowd for sure. <laughs> Do you think uh, what you've done so far and the track you continue on, you, you put yourself in position to host this year? You know, we've got a lot of games left to play that would certainly give us that opportunity. So it's not like we have to – wish our schedule was tougher so that we could win enough games to get that. I think we're in the conversation. Um, maybe a, um, a little bit of a long shot at this point, but we certainly have the teams in front of us that will allow us to to host the first round anyway. And wouldn't that be exciting to bring a host site back to, to Waco, Texas, oh. with all the people here that, that love softball? It would be great. It would. All right, uh, shorts and short sleeves tonight. Very yep. good. Beautiful weather. This is nice. Hoot might even not wear a jacket tonight. I don't know. We'll see. He's got. His, I'm looking at him out now out on the field. He's got his long sleeves on, so we'll see. It has to be really warm for him to get get rid of that jacket. Hey, thanks for the visit. We appreciate it. Look forward to the game this evening. Thank you. All right. Glenn Moore, Baylor softball coach, Mr. 1007. And Baylor versus uh, Louisiana comes up tonight on the air at 545, 6 o'clock first pitch with Dan Ingham on 101.3 FM and then television at straight up 6 o'clock on Big 12 Now on ESPN. Plus.